You are now listening to the Hat Trick Podcast, coming to you straight out of Oklahoma. Saved everybody from all the earthquakes. Oklahoma's out of now. Get back to work. <laughs> if Michael, <laughs> like I love that you're like not mad about it. You're like trying to grasp it, but you're just like it's not true. Whatever but if we're is, talking about an island growing, which is something that I've never fucking heard. <laughs> Over the hundreds of years, somebody <laughs> would have seen that. Like, <laughs> okay. it just grows a little more every day. <laughs> well, we're back. Yeah, so uh, we took an extended break again. And Here we are again. We took an actual break. I'm sick. <laughs> we don't take breaks to like go out and do fun shit. <laughs> we take breaks because we're sick. <laughs> yeah, that or. We have too much shit to do. We work too much. Yeah. All the time. It's like... We're not like the, you know, badasses of podcasts who just get to do it for a living. <laughs> yeah. Um, i seen the deal on Facebook, which related to me. It's like, I'm, I've finished my subscription with adulting. I'd like to... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would like to return it. Like yeah. Cancel it. I'd like to cancel my subscription. Yeah, it's... Fuck, man. Hits me right in the feels every time. <laughs> right in the feels. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, when shit. I get sick, I'm just like, used to, like, when you get sick, you're just like, I can lay in bed and just, like, chill out. I don't have to go to school today. Yeah, like, <laughs> just, just play video games, just chill out. I wish I could just sit on my couch and drink lean every day. Yeah. <laughs> now it's just like, nope, still got to go to work. Yeah, I'm a draftsman, not little Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> trying to end my throat. Yeah, yeah. All right, so where we last left off was right before the big day. Yeah, yeah. Can one of y'all talk so I don't have to? <laughs> no, I like I, I like you being uncomfortable. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, mm, I was just barely over a month old when this happened. You weren't born yet. Nope, I wasn't born yet. You two fuckers were. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Because I'm the baby of the group. <laughs> He's the biggest one of the group, too. <laughs> biggest baby? Big- <laughs> <laughs> the fuck, man? <laughs> You're not even fucking sick. <laughs> um... But, like, rumors have been swirling around, like, the Aryan circles that something big was going to happen on April 19th, 1995, for a while. Um, and, like, it's the... I don't know how much we talked about it last episode, but, like, the whole idea of leaderless revolution kind of made it hard to, like, get concrete information on who it was going to be or where it was going to really happen. Yeah, and then, uh, dom- like, domestic surveillance and stuff like that, they couldn't do... They couldn't also do that at the time. Yeah. The FBI. Um, so that also made it hard to like really keep an eye at, on things. Yeah. Like really keep an eye on these like little like terrorist hot cells, spots. I guess you'd call it. Yeah. yeah. Because like, like we mentioned, Elohim city is a place where like, if you're white and you're like part of the Aryan brotherhood or just racist or whatever, <gasps> and you want to go there and just do shit like plan people bank stuff. robberies. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's like necessarily like plan. Do they really plan the bank robberies there? I think it was more of like, if you need to like chill out and like kind of cool down, you know, I think it's like a, marks. let the stars fall off. Well, yeah. <laughs> I think it's a lay low place kind of, but it's also, it's like a base of operations. Like, you know, Hey, we can go meet up here and the people who hear us aren't going to go run and tail. It's a safe okay. zone for criminals. No, save zone for white criminals. That's what I mean. <laughs> <clears throat> most of them are white. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, you know, if you're Jewish <laughs> and, and you like, wanted to rob a bank and you showed up, you're not going to be welcome there. 
So you mean to tell me I'm going to help you rob this fucking bank? I have all my black friends in here with me. <laughs> I have all these guns, and you're not going to let me help you. You don't want this help? You don't fucking want this help? <laughs> I'm only taking 10%, <laughs> and you're not going to take my fucking help. Okay. Whatever. You know, we're just going to do the job ourselves. You know, I guess this time I'll let him... I'll let him help us. We'll make this exception. You're one of the good ones. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but, you know, the idea of leaderless revolution is just like, kind of with the Turner Diaries, they put this out into the universe yeah. and to teach you what to do, it <laughs> kind of wants these little sects to pop up and do that. Yeah, and it's not like... I wonder who the next one's going to be. Yeah, what well, ISIS really... I mean, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, Which way we created <laughs> Yes, yeah. <laughs> but like, it, it there's no, it's it's kind of in the term like there's no leader, there's no boss telling you like, all right, I want the mirror bombing to be, um, I want you to go up, blow up the mirror building. It's just like there's ideas that are set out through all these fucking terror cells, and it's just like you're inspired to do the mirror bombing, yeah, or um, some shit like that, you know? What yeah, I mean? um, which like we've had plenty of ISIS stuff happen in the recent years. You know, um, I was thinking about that the other day. I haven't heard much about them in a long time. <laughs> oh, it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> well, because they, especially with ISIS and social media now, like you have a bunch of people who live in America who have never been over there, who they decide that they believe in what ISIS believes, and so they'll go do like a terror act in the name of ISIS, but they've never... Then, then they'll be like, oh, well, fuck, what I do? But they're technically not members of ISIS. Like, there, there, There's branches here. Like, there's... um, I don't remember if it was in, like, Arizona or some shit like that, but there was, like, a little my, bitty, like, fucking training facility, like, ISIS oh, yeah. training yeah. deal. Yeah. That was pretty recently that, um, like, I think one of the shooters from California or something like that came from there. I don't really remember a whole lot, but we're not talking about ISIS yeah. today, so no. I don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're talking about Aryans. Um, the, f- the other white meat. <laughs> yeah. um, so, so Timothy McVeigh... I'm on fire. He's on fire. <laughs> Timothy McVeigh is the one who, obviously, is the guy trying to go out and do this. Yeah. We're going to point out that like he had help, but he didn't have the help that some people want to say he had yeah <clears throat> he had help from elohim city <laughs> um but there was like a few cities that he considered and we talked about this a little bit last episode uh, dallas denver and tulsa right yeah um because one of them he tried to say like i didn't hit it because there was a flower shop in the bottom <laughs> too many innocent lives will be taken yeah which what about the daycare <laughs> yeah um, so he tried to say that and then everyone was basically just like, no, go fuck yourself. We know that's bullshit. And, um, so, but he decides on the Murrah building. They, I think partly it's because during Waco, there was like a bunch of shit that came. He thought that he might've thought the orders to like do the tear gas came from the Murrah building, which means he's a fucking idiot. Cause like all that shit has to go to the upper, you know yeah. what I mean? I mean, the only <clears throat> Because a bunch of the ATF people were doing press conferences in Oklahoma yeah. City for yeah. Waco. But yeah, like, I mean, it went to Janet Reno, yeah. who isn't in Oklahoma City. No. <laughs> I mean, she might now. I don't know what she's doing. I think she's dead. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not really sure. I think tall women Will Ferrell is dead. <laughs> tall women don't live that long. I don't... <laughs> if you're a tall woman, we're not discriminating <clears throat> against you. Nope. Nope. Um, try to retire early. <laughs> <laughs> take your... What, what is the... Uh, the, like, shit, like... 
for your bone health. Osteoporosis medicine. <laughs> yeah, but you gotta take your osteoporosis <laughs> medicine. Um, I need some of that for my knee. <laughs> but um, he picks the Murrah building, Alfred P. Murrah, in downtown Oklahoma City. Um, now, around 1983, there was like a plan by the uh, CSA to um, do the same thing that he winds up doing. Um, and it was like James Ellison and Richard Snell were both involved, but nothing, they couldn't pull anything together. No, and um, did, did we ever get the names of the people that like killed themselves on no. accident? Oh, okay. <laughs> the ones that they made a rocket and <laughs> blew themselves yeah. up. Yeah, no. I think that their names have been lost to history. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Snell was on death row for an unrelated murder case while McVeigh was planning his attack. Yeah, he killed like a black traffic cop or something like that. Yeah, and I think a, it was like a highway patrolman or and something. And someone else who he thought was Jewish. Yeah, but so. wasn't. Um, and his execution date was also set for April 19th, 1995. Yeah. And um, so, I mean, that was another reason... It's weird that, like, that date had so many connections for him. Well, I mean, did it have connections to the bombing? Or was it like, okay, well, Timothy McVeigh found out that Snell's execution was supposed to be April 19th. So it was like, I'm going to make, I'm going to choose to do it that day. Well, I mean, yeah. it, I mean, it coincides with Waco, too. But, I mean, yeah. it's just like. Well, it's just weird that, like, Waco, which was one of the things that inspired him. Yeah. And then this guy who attempted to pull off the Murrah building. Okay, yeah, yeah, I got what you're saying. Like. And then he goes and does it, like, so that guy can see it happen. Yeah, you know? before he does. Not Which, the, like, this happened at Don't worry, this is for you. This happened at 9 o'clock in the morning. I yeah. thought, like, I thought they killed everybody, like, either, like, really, really early in the morning or, like, really, really late. What, he know? wanted it to be, the plan was to be later in the day, like, around noon, I think. But he he decided to do it earlier in the morning. No, I mean like You're I thought about like executions. I thought they normally like execute oh. people like really, really early in the morning. But you know, I, I think know. they probably don't because you got to pay those guys night shift hours. <laughs> you know what's <laughs> fucked up though? I was uh, I watched a video on YouTube. It was like this roundtable uh, discussion between like some of the victims, uh-huh. and they were like, "Yeah, like you know, they were just kind of like talking about how easy he get, he got off with everything. Like you know, he gets the easy way out in going taking the death penalty. Yeah, and um, they're like." And we had to be there at 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> so even on the day of his execution, he still wins because he gets to sleep in. It's just like he died. <laughs> Which, I mean, like that, but he got to sleep in. Yeah, he did get to sleep in. And, yeah, that sucks. But, like, I guess, like, all the families that, like, are the, you know, victims that wanted to be there to witness uh-huh. that, you know, they had, to, they had to check in at, like, 4 in the morning or yeah. something like that. Well, there's probably a bunch of them. I mean, really. Oh, yeah, probably so. That probably adds <clears throat> to that because, yeah. like, they're going to process them and... He wins again. <laughs> like, what's the worst? I I would just be like, come on, come with me. Like, what are you gonna do? Kill him before we can? Fuck. Come on. <laughs> yeah. But it's just like you know, he might have a buddy that was trying to bust him out. You know, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they do. I mean, he has Andy the German. No, no. no. <laughs> I don't think he could pull it off. <laughs> this is in two thousand one. Andy the German's out. Oh, he's back in Germany. He's back in Germany. Oklahoma City was too <laughs> stressful. <laughs> I got to get out through Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Um, so, anyways, there's all these things that's going to happen on that date. Um, so, in August of 1994, McVeigh and Nichols begin to acquire the materials they need for this large explosive. And they would keep them in rented storage sheds in Kansas. Yeah. Um, and it was also, um, there. W- I don't know if it was you that was talking about it, but there was... 
one of Terry Nichols like garden sheds or like one of his storage buildings or garages or something like that that he was using to like put furniture in <laughs> and Timothy McVeigh was like I'm putting bomb stuff in here really just like what the fuck <laughs> like <laughs> yeah that's like, my couch that's <laughs> my chair yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm taking this for the cause Terry shut the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> shut the yeah. fuck up Terry get out of here before I fuck your wife <laughs> which he did he did <laughs> yeah Timothy McVeigh and uh, Mara Faye it rhymes they had a a, a not long-lived affair. <laughs> not because oh. Terry Nichols stepped in on it. Because <laughs> Timothy McVeigh got too bored. <laughs> I don't know why their affair ended, but... You're just not that fun anymore. <laughs> you know, I would fuck you, but uh, I'd rather fuck myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Mary Faye. Um, <laughs> but they get some kinetistics. Um from a man named Roger E. Moore. I'm going to have to go if she had bad taste in man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, she was she was a mail-order bride. Yeah, she didn't really have a choice for Terry Nichols, but she <laughs> definitely had a choice with uh, Timothy McVeigh. Yeah. But, I mean, at the same time, like, if I'm... He has that brush cut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, to you, you've been to the Philippines. He looks exotic. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, too, like, you're cuddled up next to Terry Nichols for an undisclosed amount of time. And this tall fucking drink of water with a brush cut comes in. And it's just like, I got to get me some of that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Darren. Name is Mary Faye. Timmy, how you get out of here looking like some of the top of your head? This is, this is my brush cut, man. Tall drink of water. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, but now Roger E. Moore, like the story with him cracks me up because... He was like a friend of theirs from the gun show circuit. And um, like they come back in about a month and steal a bunch of guns and gold and silver from him. Because he's a fucking idiot. Well, yeah, he's one of those guys who like he went, he goes and buries, you know, gold and silver like out, you know, for when the dollar loses value, when the grid goes down. Well, hasn't happened yet, buddy. Which you would think you'd be like saving Twinkies, like food tools to like barter with well because like, what am i gonna buy with some goddamn gold if like you know what i'm saying a lot of these people like they freaked out because they found out that the u.s <laughs> currency was not like banks weren't backing gold their money like our money with uh-huh. gold and silver and it's just like i heard something it made a good explanation to it. it's like gold and silver are worth something because we have come together and said it's worth something yeah when we went to the dollar standard Money is worth something yeah, we, we, we decided. said it was worth something. Yeah. So it's just, you, yeah. We'll have money for it. Like, it's it's going to be there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so they decide because like that's the thing is like, if I need a shovel, when like if if the apocalypse has happened and I need a shovel, and you should and I have something you need and you're just like, hey, I'll give you this gold for it. I'm gonna be like, I think yeah. I'm gonna kill you and take your shovel. You <laughs> 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 think it's my plan? Um. Because then you got to tell everybody where you got the gold. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, what am I going to do with the gold? Because at this point, we don't have money. We just borrow. Cash for gold. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a great scam. Um, <laughs> I remember the warehouse market, like, around the area where I grew up in town, like, in Old Mogi. I, <laughs> I went in there when I was probably in high school, and uh, they had put in a little booth where you could, like, trade in gold for money and i was just like the ghetto life continues you give us a lot of gold we'll give you a little money because <laughs> i used to go in there with my grandma because she would cash her checks there 
So it was like, because she didn't trust in banks. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, shit. I, I could bring in gold and get some money. If only I had some gold. Yeah, if only 14-year-old me had gold. Which cash is a lot easier to find than gold. Yeah, yeah. I can find pennies. Um, and, but, like, with Roger Moore, they try to, like, frame the government for the theft to him. Like, just a little bit. Like they kind of try to say, like, yeah, the government came and did that. Like, they're trying to, like, they're trying to make this man paranoid. Which is, like, the man that get, helped you get Kinetic Sticks. And you just stole a bunch of his shit. I don't know why. <laughs> and he lived in Arkansas, I think. And so, which, I mean, they're in the area, but, like, they're in Kansas, Arizona. Yeah. Um. So. I'm only two states over. I'm in the area. <laughs> and then, uh, September 1994, they get some more fertilizer to store up. Because they're smelly. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're getting... Like like this ammonium nitrate fertilizer, they're getting fucking racing fuel, yeah. blasting caps. <laughs> Did you hear the shit about the racing fuel when he goes to buy it? Uh-huh. <laughs> he's like, I try to remember exactly how he does it. He tries to tell him that he's like interested in racing a bike. Yeah, and um, he needs like all this fuel, and they're just kind of like, well, most people only get about two gallons, and you're asking for fifty drums, and <laughs> yeah, I don't ever, ever want to come back. <laughs> <laughs> he's like asking for all these drums, and it's like. Yeah, most people put this on, like, a small, like, one-way track, and you just go really fast. <laughs> and it was like... No, I'm going across state. <laughs> it's like, you just need this, like, in your tank, you know? Like Michael said, you only need a few gallons. And he's just like, yeah, I need um 50 drums of this. You know, it's yeah. just like, I need a bunch of this. And, like, the first guy he talked to was just like, no. Yeah. Yeah, he said, he goes, he, he was just like, no, I'm sorry, no, I, I, I don't feel safe. Yeah, it was just and like, like, no, you fucking brush he cut, feel, he, He's suspicious. And so, I have one drum? Timothy <laughs> just goes on about his day and go, keeps asking around. And I think somebody finally sells like two, two drums. Yeah, I think he gets like two or three. Two or three <laughs> drums of it. Like they won't give him, nobody will give him 50, but somebody sells him like two or three. And while he's still going around. Uh, Terry Nichols is just going right behind him. <laughs> 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 yeah. No, that first guy he went to, I think he notified the FBI and was like, I think this is suspicious, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he hmm. did notify some. I and they didn't do anything called. about it? Wow. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he used his real name. Probably not. Um, My name is John <laughs> New York Nix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is my friend John New York Nix. My name is T- Boston Celtics T- Johnny. He's <laughs> just like my name is Terry Nichols. <laughs> just like Terry Nichols. God damn it! <laughs> no, 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 no. Tree Nichols. <laughs> I'm Tree Rollins. <laughs> so you played for the Knicks, and he's New York Knicks. Hmm, this is it's too good. I call bullshit. <laughs> I'm not giving you these drums. <laughs> Give me the goddamn fuel. But um. Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, I'm not giving you 50 drums of fucking racing. <laughs> yeah, field. I love that so much. Cause he was just, no. Because, like, to me, he just must have thought it was going to be easy. Which all, also they, me, all they care about is money. They'll sell it to me. Which also tells me he knows not nothing about <laughs> racing with nitro fuel. <laughs> I need 50 drums. I'm trying to put it in my like, semi-truck. If, if, I'm not, yeah. if I'm thinking, like, he was wearing a disguise and was going by a different name. And, like the glasses with the, like, the mustache yeah. and the big nose. Like Johnny shit. New York Knicks. <laughs> and, uh... I think he. I think they said he was like wearing a racing jacket and everything, yeah, trying to like was, yeah. trying to like play the part. <laughs> <laughs> like and like, I guess it wasn't 
believable enough. <laughs> oh like, no! <laughs> it just like it had the outline of like Earnhardt on the back of his jacket. <laughs> I wish he like, had the helmet on. <laughs> he just like opens the visor to talk to him. I'm low on time. <laughs> just like, but at the I mean, wouldn't you the, believe it? My pit crew quit today. <laughs> but think about it. Like, unless you are like the semi truck driver for Mad Max, like you don't need that much fuel. Um, you just don't need it. <laughs> you just don't. Hey, what's uh, what's starting pay? At our place. Uh, is it 20? 50 gallons of nitro fuel? <laughs> is it 20? 2194. 20, no. I think it's 2153. What do we get paid? Oh, hell, we. we, we On the I, bulk, you get like 2190 something, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so it's like 2090 20, something. Yeah, 2090. 20, like 21. I don't know. I got the union book. I don't know nah. what's that, though. Donathan's asking? asking. Which one? <laughs> Whitney. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. There's three of them. <laughs> oh, I was yeah. I was like, who else? Her brothers. <laughs> oh, they are. No, it's it's her asking. I don't know. It's her asking for them. Is she, that the thing? She just asked me. <laughs> All right. You know what? Scrap the episode. We're gonna find out what's going on with the Donathan family. Um, but um, Whitney trying to work it, anchor. Yeah. <laughs> now, eventually, he does get a hold of sixteen fifty-five gallon barrels. That he uses the transport in the rider truck. Because, see, I was originally asking for 50-gallon <laughs> drums, but I got 55-gallon drums. <laughs> so I only need 16 of these bad yeah. boys. Because if you look at the difference, see, here. <laughs> Shut up, Terry. <laughs> Shut up, Terry. <laughs> Shut up, Timmy. <laughs> but, um, it like, in October of 1994, he reveals his plan to Michael. <laughs> you know, like, what? <laughs> I knew nothing. <laughs> you know what's you know what's funny? It's just like he actually gets these sixteen fifty five gallon barrels, right? And uh-huh. it's just like the guy comes out and sounds to him, he's like, Man, you're gonna need like a like a rider truck to get these and he's just like <laughs> You know that's a good idea. It's a good idea, Billy Bob <laughs> <laughs> Billy Bob, I knew I liked you. I knew it. <laughs> so have you thought about bombing anything lately? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got a great idea, Billy Bob. You ever been to Elohim City? He just like throws an arm around him. Let me tell you about the upcoming revolution. Let's go. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> and that becomes Timmy McVeigh's husband. <laughs> Timmy made a friend. Yeah, yeah. He's like, <laughs> you know, you look a lot like a noodle. <laughs> just like, yeah. <laughs> that was the day they got divorced. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but did we? It was Michael Fortier. That what? Fortier, is that how we say his last name? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, he reveals his plan to to Michael Fortier and Michael's wife, Lori. And he, like, explains... So... It's too much. <laughs> what? Michael, Lori. My mom's name is Lori. Oh, yeah. I was just like, it's too much. <laughs> um, But he explains to him about, you know, how he's going to do it with these barrels in the truck. He uses, he, like, <laughs> cans of soup yeah. to, like, outline everything. Yeah. I wish he would have used cans of soup, like, in the bomb. You know? Just kill him with Campbell's. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just like a flood of tomato soup. It's blood. No, it's not. <laughs> it's tomato sauce. It's tomatoes. It's just like, I mean, I'd rather have had that than explosives. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh. oh, it's fucking tomato soup. <laughs> this, this was a white shirt. <laughs> Damn you, Timothy. Hmm. Thank you. you. Got any bread? I wasn't. He's just like walking around handing out like baguettes. 
Um, I said video footage. I, I don't know if it was actual video footage, but in December of 1994, they do get proof that McVeigh and Michael Fortier were at the Murrah building scoping the place out. Yeah, and like this is where he talks to the lady from the daycare center. Yeah. And that's what, that's a lot of things that the family says, like, you know, whenever he tries to call, like, no, I didn't know that the kids were there. Like, we fucking know that you were there talking to the lady from the daycare center. So we don't try to pull that video shit. proof of you. Yeah. I mean, it's like sitting there thinking, well, I really wish I could get the bomb in here and put it over there, but I yeah, guess I'm yeah. going to leave a truck outside. And did y'all hear this? Like the theory that he tried to park the truck underneath the mirror building. Yeah. yeah. I don't fucking believe that. I don't know. I had like we'll talk about it later. Yeah, <laughs> I have something about it in here, but I wasn't sure if he really. Yeah, I don't believe that. Tried to or not, um, but uh, they which they, there was also like they have proof that him and Michael Fortier were there. There was also accounts that possibly Andy the German might have been there too, but they didn't have anything of him. Yeah, because you'll see he pops up in a lot of the like places they're at, um, but uh, you know they. That's proof that they were like scoping the place out. Yeah. Um, so I mean, because like they did these runs, like they they would do the mirror the mirror building. They would also drive, you know, they drive to Tulsa. They would drive to Dallas, and like they scoped all these things out. Like they did recon, and that's what one of the victims that you know that were, that worked in the mirror the mirror building. Uh, she was in the army. Uh, she was doing some kind of like recruiting assessment or something like that. But she was like. Every soldier does recon before a mission. Like we know that he was there. That's yeah. You know, that's one of the things that she said. I'm just like, yeah. oh, shit. I took an oath to defend my country. So did he. And they're like, you know, why is he doing this shit? It's very like it's very very like. Oh, he believed he was. <laughs> like it's it's pretty sad. But uh, yeah. So uh, are we going to Dreamland? Dreamland. Oh, I wish. Dreamland. <laughs> I don't want to go there. <laughs> no, my my version of Dreamland is my bed pillow sleep dreaming <laughs> this version of dreamland is like very crusty sheets and like you can get a room for like 30 too. minutes yeah. <laughs> like i was gonna say the sheets stuck together but i'm saying if i was in charge of dreamland i would remix dream on as i just did put it in a commercial and i would get steven tyler to like be in the commercial he probably <laughs> would too he's a cool guy of course he would <laughs> you look like you need some money Come on. <laughs> yeah. you, you tired of being on american idol <laughs> Come with me, Stevie. <laughs> Stevie, <laughs> Stevie. <laughs> but um, so on April or April fourteenth, nineteen ninety five, McVeigh rents a room at the Dreamland Motel in Junction City, Junction City, Kansas, which is just like, no offense to Junction City, Kansas, but it doesn't sound like a good time. <laughs> yeah, mm, no, no. Yeah, what should it be like really nice? I don't think. I mean, it's not. Be. But <laughs> well, they need some new sheets at Dreamland. <laughs> yeah, especially after Timmy. Um, I think of Dreamland. I think of Michael Jackson's home. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Neverland. Yeah, Neverland Ranch. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. You know how to tell time at Neverland? How? <laughs> when the big hand touches the little hand. <laughs> 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 He's on fire. <laughs> Where's the monkey? <laughs> Bubbles. <laughs> Check, please. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> that monkey did nothing wrong. <laughs> you say me funny? Oh, oh, poor Mr. Mugs and Bubbles. Oh, we'll have to do that one day. <laughs> we are. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the next day he rents a rider truck. Why'd you throw a bottle at me? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, say. <laughs> 
It's my um, version. It's my way of saying funny joke. Take this bottle. You got the trash bag. Some kind of hostile. <laughs> <laughs> Michael just leaves. <laughs> I am hot, so it is hot in here. Fuck. Um, <laughs> but, but the next day, he rents a rider truck at Elliot's body shop under the name Robert Kling. You stupid. Bitch. Which is name? It's a good fake name. It is a good fake name. He picked it from for Star Wars, though. Well, he did he really? Well, it, all right. So there was a guy named Robert Kling. Or was it Star Trek? It was Star Trek. There was a guy named Robert Kling that was another soldier that he knew, and um, that guy like I don't know. He um, he kind of looked like Timothy McVeigh, and Tim Timothy McVeigh thought that, and then also he just loved Star Trek, and Kling made him think of Klingon from the Star Trek. Oh like, yeah, we talked Star about Trek. that. We talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's 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 stupid. Yeah. yeah. Um, Agreed. <laughs> but he, uh, <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Um, do you want to talk about John Doe number two? Like, <laughs> man, all right. I don't. I, I don't really believe in the theory that there was this person um, from the American Experience documentary. Um, the investigator in charge. I don't remember what his name was. Um, I can't remember. But anyway, so there's a description of, like, you know, there's a sketch written of Timothy McVeigh. I mean, it, it looks like Timothy McVeigh. There's another guy with him that, you know, kind of has, like, the resemblance of, like, this. It, to me, it looks kind of black, to be honest with you, like, in the yeah. sketch. But he's wearing a Paralina. A Paralina? Paralina. A Paralina Panthers? Yeah. A par- <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Carolina Panthers hat. There's also a picture of a man that was in there the day before Timothy McVeigh who kind of has like resemblance in the face to John Doe number two, the sketch, uh-huh. but he's a white dude, but he has on the Carolina Panthers hat. Yeah. And though, you know, they, they, they were in there in two different days. So it's just like, it's kind of like, you can kind of theorize it to like the people who gave the, got confused. Yeah. They might've just mixed up their days, but, um, I don't believe, I don't believe there was a John Doe number two. I believe that if there was anybody, it was. Terry Nichols or Andy the German. Yeah. Or the, the weirdo that dresses like a girl. <laughs> I don't remember his name. Me either. You mean her um, name? <laughs> shut up. Well, like, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. Because I do think that... Because they used a, like, a man's... Like, they lived as a man while they were there or whatever. But, you know, like, there was, like, the side plot of... They were in the bank robbing thing so that he could get the sex change operation or whatever. Yeah. And he would, he had a, like, I don't remember his first name. And I also don't remember the name he went by when he was living as a woman. Like, I don't, I don't remember. No, but the, it was a real person. Yeah. Like we're not joking about it, but, um, which is like, you would think that the Aryan nation, I guess they didn't know, or maybe they did, but it's just like, you think they wouldn't be cool with that. Yeah. I mean, I don't, <laughs> As long as he wasn't black. <laughs> but, like, I mean, but... Uh, you can't be black or Jewish, but... But it's the thing, like, the Nazis put gay people in concentration camps, too. Yeah. Like, during Hitler World was War fucking II. gay. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> he was keeping them for himself. <laughs> yeah, you know he was trying to get a little tight, pushing every once in a while. <laughs> but, um... Any, anyways... He... But he, he used a fake name at Elliot's Body Shop. But he uses his real name for the motel rental. Which was dumb. Yeah. And I, I thought at first he listed his address here for Terry Nichols' farm, but it's actually, I think when he gets pulled over, he gives them 
Like later on, he gives that address as his home address. He no, he puts it down. Um, Does he do it here too? Yeah, he puts it down. I think Dreamland. Um, but it's it, I don't think it's Terry Nichols' farm. It's Terry Nichols' brother's his farm. Brother's farm. Yeah, his yeah. brother's place. Is it the one in Michigan? Use his yeah. brother's place, but use his real name. Yeah. It's just like you can't come up with a fake address. You can't come up with a fake name. You can come up with a fake name, but you're not smart enough to use it twice. Like yeah. you're already breaking the the rules, bro. Yeah. Just keep on going. I wonder though, because like he rented the room the day before he went to Elliot's. So I'm wondering if he like rented the room and he was like, Shit, like <laughs> maybe I should be using a fake name for all this shit I'm doing. I mean, I'm just saying. Or you go to another motel. Because I have theories, Crabtree. <laughs> or you're I have like some fun well, ass shit, theories. I didn't fucking put a fake name. You go to another motel. Use a fake name, then you go to Elliot's Body Shop, or vice versa. But I don't know. It, I could explain it, but I don't. In know this economy, he had bank robbing <laughs> money. You know, we did. Did we talk about? Well, yeah, we did about him possibly being part of the bank robbers. Yeah, he sent his sister like bank robbing money, like yeah. three hundred dollars. Which I'm just like, man, you could have done more. <laughs> That's your sister. <laughs> That's your sister. She worked as a naked jello wrestler. He was going to, yeah. but he found out she was dating a black guy, so. Really? No. no. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Michael. <laughs> um, so <laughs> Here's 300. It would have been five, but you like dark meat. <laughs> I always like my stuff well done. <laughs> so on April 16th, Tim and Terry, Tim and Terry drove Tim's yellow Mercury marquee. <laughs> which was a very shitty car he had, mm-hmm. to a location near the Murrah building and dropped it off as the getaway car. They left a note on it that said, um, not abandoned, please do not tow, we'll move by April 23rd, needs battery and cables. Uh, like, just yeah. left a note on the dash, which, you know, I mean... I... If I'm a cop, I might leave it there for till the 23rd. Well, I mean, it's just like, I don't think that that's anything odd. No. There's all kinds of dumpy dump. And it is a big city, you know, so. I mean, like, on my I, I think I could get away with it in Henrietta. I, would, I wouldn't think I could get away with it there, but yeah. I don't know. I mean, on, like, on my way to work <laughs> every day, like, a lot of times you will see a car on the side of the road that's broke down. There's yeah. been on one on 75 go- coming from Omaha to Henrietta for a week now. Same one. Yeah, and they'll eventually, they'll have Pass an orange. The next it. Yeah. Yeah. They eventually get that orange sticker on there that the police put on, and it's saying, like, move it by this day. Last warning, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So, I mean, I mean, here they give you all the chances. <laughs> yeah, here they they give the date that they're going to come back and get it, so they're probably just like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, if I was a cop, I'd just be an asshole and be like, move by the 22nd or we're towing it. But they spend the next two days... Like, creating the bombs, like, in the storage facilities and getting the truck ready for the trip. Well, they, they also move it to, they also, after they get the truck, they take it to, like, that Gary State Lake or State Park. Uh-huh. And they build they build most of the bomb there. Really? Yeah. And oh, then, uh, Tim, like, that's where uh, Tim, um, Terry Nichols and Terry McVeigh, or Tim, fuck, I'm Terry so Nichols, mixed up. Timothy McVeigh, yes, you're not winning anymore. <laughs> yes. Uh, who's not winning? You. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not. Um, not on fire no more. Yeah, that's where they have like their little altercation where he's like, hey, "Man, you know, I'm getting cold feet about this. I got to back oh, out." Yeah. And then you know, Timothy McVeigh like pulls his jacket and he's showing his little tit holster. <laughs> and he's like, "I'll kill your family," you know. Um, well, actually, that was before, but like now he has cold feet again, and I think yeah. that's where they they split right there. And Timothy McVeigh finishes the bomb, sleeps with the bomb, 
goes to sleep, eats the spaghetti, and heads to uh, <laughs> yeah. heads to Oklahoma City. Yeah. And he arrives in Oklahoma City around 8.50 a.m. on April 19th, 1995. Yeah. And he, may, <clears throat> he pulls over like to the side of the road and lights the first fuse. And then they have um, video footage. It's like it's in the store, but like you can kind of see the road. And that's the, the last picture they have of him is like where they theorize he lit the second or where he, where they think he lit the first fuse. Mm-hmm. But um, that's the last. It was like two blocks away. So it might not have been. That might not have been where they think that he lit the fuse, but because he like he like doesn't he light the second fuse right before he gets out of the truck? Yeah, yeah. Okay. He allegedly he like had a way too that like if he got pulled over, he could pull his gun out and um, shoot something and set it off too. Like he had some kind of plan for that too. Apparently, really? yeah. But wow. well, I imagine if you just shoot one of the barrels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would think, but. Then it might just get everything wet with but fuel. But no, it was something up front yeah, with him. because I don't think he could, like, reach back. Yeah. You know, it's not built like, like that. But, like, for the first fuse, though, he does light it from... Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah you know, yeah. he lights the fuses. Yeah, he, pull, he pulls over. It's like a three-minute fuse. Something like that. I mean... I think it was, like, three minutes, and I'm thinking, you lit that first one, like, two or three blocks away. What if it's heavy traffic? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, well, shit. Because I, I did read that. I don't know how long the fuse was really supposed to last for. I, I know it was a couple minutes. Well, I mean, if it was just like you're going to get caught up, like there's traffic or something like that, you just kind of like reach back there, put your finger on it, and put it out. <laughs> I don't know. I, I know that. Wouldn't you have to be rolling with the windows down, though? There's just like that fuse know. and the smoke. And it's just like, <laughs> I don't even <laughs> smoke. Well, he would have had to have rigged it a certain, like. And he. I'll go ahead. Well, I mean, it's just the fact that, like I said, it's not like an open cab. I mean, like, yeah. he's in a cab, but, like, the barrels, you know, there's... The back of the truck. Oh, yes. Yeah, so, I mean, he has something that's having to... Kind of like when you do, like... You know, I've known people who rig their cars to where they can spray bleach and do bleach burnouts. Yeah. Like, you can... Wow. He probably had something like that where it's traveling outside the car. What is a car. bleach burnout? A bleach burnout is just, like, you know when you burn out, like, you know, you peel out or whatever? Yeah. If you spray bleach on it like that... Makes you get that white smoke a lot faster. Really? Yeah, Zach used to do it. Him and it, they caught, the tires up quicker. They caught one of their cars on fire actually. <laughs> Back <laughs> wow. in the day, I think him and Glenn, somebody else. I'm gonna have to talk to Glenn about. You that. have to ask. I can't remember. I'm sure Glenn was around for it or heard the story. Huh. But um, but yeah, I think they did it in Zach's old. Can't remember what something car it was. Anyways, sweet. Um, <laughs> Dustin's like, oh, I'm gonna do that tomorrow. Nah. Yeah, you just like pull a trigger and it sprays bleach out, and then you go. Yeah. Wow. But anyways, um, but uh, you know, go ahead and talk about like, cause I had heard the thing about he had intended to go under and it wouldn't fit, but I don't know, if, you know, I only heard that like in one place. There, like, there's one theory that he was originally supposed to park the truck underneath. Like in like the parking garage or something like that, but it wouldn't fit. Which I mean, I can see his understand like why he would want to do that. Yeah. Because you're directly underneath the building. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, gonna sure. get the whole building. If he, I think if he would have parked it, there wouldn't have been anybody that survived that. To be completely no. honest with you. Not not in but, that building. It would have been a whole lot less damage for the surrounding areas. Yeah, I mean, there would have been a lot less concussive damage to like all the outside stuff for sure. Yeah. But like, yeah, he would have took the whole motherfucker down. Yeah. But um. No, um, I just, I think that the timestamp on the last picture that they have of him is at like 8.58. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the bomb went off at 902. 902, yeah. So that's four minutes. So three, or what, technically, that'd be three and a half minutes if it, you know, it's 858. Because um, so yeah, there's a few seconds. If, <laughs> if it says, you know, 858, it's already 858. So it's like 858 in like 37 <laughs> seconds, you know, you know, just theorizing. So that's yeah. three, you know, about three and a half minutes. I don't think that he would have like pulled in, been like, I don't think that fits. <laughs> Backed up, tried to go at it again because he's <laughs> yeah. stupid. Plus, then, like, thinking about it, he he's been planning this for how long? The whole yeah. thing. Yeah. And he's you know he's ex military like that woman said that he he scouts the place. Yeah. So if he's wanting to park a truck in the parking garage, he's gonna see the sign that says I'm, eight foot. Yeah. Oh I'm, well, this truck is nine foot. I better get a smaller truck. You better get a van. Yeah. Unless it was just like really shitty recon, but I mean, I don't know. Well, I mean, he seemed like yeah. he was a good soldier when he was in, so. He's been out for a little while, though. I mean, that's true. I mean, I feel like we're giving him too much credit. <laughs> He's a piece of shit. I don't like yeah. him. <laughs> but, I don't know, because he did do recon, but he got, like, kind of scared off, didn't he? Like, when they started asking him all those questions, they kind of, like, left pretty quickly. Oh, yeah, because, um, you know, he was asking about how many kids were in there and this and that. And he's like, I have two kids. I'm also going to try to check. Well, like either a man or that woman that he was talking to, her husband comes out Mm -hmm. and then he just like runs off. So, but, um, still, I mean, I think like before you even went inside, like you would case it from the outside first, you know, look at the, look at it, check where you want to put it at. Yeah, exactly. But, um, I've never fucking planned a job before, so. I've I've watched Perfect a lot of movies. Cover. <laughs> Perfect cover, Crabtree. <laughs> um, but so at nine o two a.m. Well, okay, so he parks it kind of like on the side of the street. Yeah, I mean it's up front to the building. Like whenever he got out of it, if he would have looked up, he would have seen like the daycare yeah. center. Yeah, from like the pictures on the wall or some shit like that, or pictures on the window. Yeah. So it's pretty close. Yeah, and he start like he walks towards this alley. Like he had like a map and stuff yeah. to like know where to go. So he like walks through this alley. When he gets through there, and no one can really see him, he, he, he takes, takes off. off running. Yeah, and gets to the marquee. And then at nine o two a.m., the truck explodes. And was one hundred sixty eight or one hundred sixty nine people? One hundred sixty eight. Okay, so he kills one hundred sixty eight people, and he injure he injures hundreds more. Yeah. And it takes out, like, one-third of the building. It's mm-hmm. just, like, completely destroyed. Yeah, the whole face of it is yeah. gone. Yeah. And it's, like, getting picked up by stuff in Norman. Like, um, can't, can't remember the name of it. I think I have it down here. but I don't remember if it was, like, Tony's. Like, somebody that Tony knew. I don't know why I always think of Tony whenever I think of this. <laughs> but anyway, it was somebody that Tony knew said that, like, they... The person that he was talking about lived like a long ass ways away, mm-hmm. and like they heard and the they shit. heard the bomb. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, Norman's a bit of a ways, and yeah. like it picked up a very big spike on like a seismograph or whatever. Like, what, like a three point two, something like that. Well, this was what um, what was it like five thousand pounds? Yeah, or some yeah. Shit like seven thousand pounds. Damn. And he, uh, you know, it because it's like it blows up, and then it kind of like doesn't it like suck into, and it causes again. like some kind of vacuum. Well, yeah, like it blows all the air out of like that area, right? Uh-huh. And then it creates the vacuum and sucks everything back in. So, like that—that's what I heard anyway. Yeah. Um, so I mean, like that's where they said he was like kind of a genius, but he yeah. didn't know. He didn't. He didn't, know he didn't even know. Um, because like you wouldn't you wouldn't think like just an ordinary 
this isn't an ordinary bomb, but like you yeah. would think what he could be, what he would be able an to do. An ordinary build. person. Yeah. Um, which I mean, like he does have a little bit of military experience, but I mean, it's just like, I don't think, I don't think he dealt bombs, in bombs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I don't know what he did in the military, but I don't think it was this. I think it was just a gunner. Yeah. <clears throat> but still like. It, but he read uh, books on how to build bombs and. <coughs> read he, the fucking Turner Diaries. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And I, I don't know. Maybe that fucking tells you everything you need to know but still it's just it, like how do you go from wasn't like reading terry, the... wasn't terry didn't he know how to do a little bit with bombs i don't know well that's if you if you go with the you know iraqi connection where they tortured that man yeah and he was like the farmer was there yeah. like because that's what they all try to say like oh they taught terry nichols how to make and i'm just like no they fucking did they would have you know good and hell well they would have claimed something about that yeah because you know, this is you know a year and a half two years after the first oak or the world yeah. trade center bombing but when hadn't uh ramsey yusuf already been like caught by this time i think so they would have still claimed it though yeah but, but yeah i mean that's that's this, when you see stuff about Terry Nichols knowing things about bombs. That's what they're referencing, and so like I don't think he knew anything about no, bombs. No, and this is another thing like where the, there's some they think that somebody had to have helped them, and they also you know there's actually some people that say um, there was a second bomb. And there well, they, wasn't. No, there they, was no fucking possible well, way. Well, okay, so what happened is they thought there was a second bomb. It was a one of those little deals from. Um, like the evidence, like it was like a fake one. Yeah, it was used in like an undercover operation. So like it did, it was built to look like a real bomb. Yeah. And it was for one of those government facilities. No, I know about that, but like they yeah. actually, there was Oh, people try to say there was that, another like, bomb. Yeah, the, oh. the bomb that he built couldn't have done that much damage, but it's been scientifically proven. 7,000 pounds worth of every a possible. Million, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Plus um, like it's, uh, I don't know, I'm not going to get into it, but um, go ahead. So, <laughs> I mean... And at the time when, I mean, when it first happens, they are going around saying, um, like, be on the lookout for, like, Middle Easterner people is basically yeah. what they say, like, Middle Eastern. And they didn't they arrest one guy because of... I don't know if that actually happened. There was, it was, they were in, like, Dallas or something like that, and they raided, I guess they had been doing surveillance on these people that lived in an apartment from, like, the Middle East. They, ra- after that, they raided that little oh, okay. apartment from what I heard. But um, as far as anything else goes, there wasn't a whole lot done with like, Middle Eastern. I heard they arrested him and then held him, and then as soon as they arrested Timothy and figured out it was him, they were like, okay, you can go. Yeah. But they did it because he was Islamic or whatever the fuck he was. Yeah, Yeah, because there was, I mean, there was like a lady, and I heard, I heard the and interviewer. that's profiling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There was a lady who said she saw two quote-unquote Middle Eastern-looking people driving off looking hateful. <laughs> well, I mean, 15 minutes of fame. If you, yeah. if you think about it, most of them do kind of look hateful. <laughs> <laughs> so do most white people. Yeah, I think most people just look... You don't just walk around happy all the time. Anybody who isn't Warren Buffett <laughs> yeah. just like walks out but, I mean, pissed off until he gets yeah. to come home at 7 o'clock. I'm walking down the street. I see two Arabs, whatever the fuck they are. <laughs> I'm going to tense up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to do it just by walking by them, but then 10 minutes later, a fucking bomb goes off. Well, <laughs> well, they, that's not. This happened after the bomb, like during the chaos. She was saying she saw these guys driving off suspiciously, quote unquote. Mm. I don't think it happened. I don't no. think she's seen it. I think they just got some lady who was willing to say it. There's a lot of people that like actually said truthful things. Like they were taken off of the stand. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like they would come to him and be like, "Listen, you can 
retract everything that you said and say this, or you can't say anything at all. So that's another reason why, like, a lot of the people... It's the government for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's just... I think it's... I think most of us just like to cover up their own ass, but <clears throat> I don't really know. <coughs> um... But yeah, there's going to be a lot of people that just want their 15 minutes of fame, and they're going to say a bunch of weird shit. Yeah. We don't have it all, but... <laughs> but... And I think I talked to you about this the other day. So he goes in his marquee, and he's driving off. He gets pulled over because he doesn't have a plate, like a license plate, on the back. Now... Damn it, Terry. <laughs> I've, re- I've read and heard in a few places where they try to say that when he parked the car, <coughs> they took the plate off. I don't think he did that. Um, Wait, say that again? Some people try to say that he... When he got, like, when they went and parked it and put that note on the car, yeah. the, like, that they took the plate off. So they couldn't track it back to him? I'm guessing. I mean, I wouldn't put it past them because you're going to leave the car sitting there for <coughs> six days or so, suspiciously. And, I mean, cops yeah. are going to look at it because it's been sitting there for a little while. <coughs> I mean, I can see that, but I don't think they <coughs> did it. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, I don't know what happened. I... There's a part of me that really wants it that they left the plate on and that just some teenagers took that shit. Like, for fun. No. I, to I be don't completely honest with you. Do you think this, they took it off? This is what I think. I think that he purposefully left it off uh-huh. because he wanted to get caught. He had a gun in his pocket or on his holster mm-hmm. whenever the cop pulled him over. He could have very well pulled the gun out, been sitting there waiting for the cop, and shot him if he wanted to get away and get back to Elohim City. He yeah. didn't have a plate on his car, so there was no way that they were going to, like, you know, with the camera, have anything down. It was just going to be a yellow marquee that he paid $300 for. He would just fucking burn that shit. Yeah. But, like, I, to, to be completely honest, I think he wanted to get caught. Because, um, yeah. I mean, he had every opportunity. If he didn't want to get caught. And he was wearing that one, that shirt that had the. Yeah, I mean. So, yeah. I mean. He, he, yeah, I mean. He had a good. He had yeah. everything ready to go. I mean, I mean it's yeah. very valid points. But I'll also mention this, though. What in his mind makes him think that when he gets pulled over for not having that plate, that automatically he's going to get arrested for the bombing? Which is weird that that's what happened. Maybe everything was set up on purpose. Maybe he used his name on purpose. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, maybe, But I'm just saying, I mean, like, if you, if you just take away him using just, like, the fact that he got what, pulled over in his car. What makes them think they're going to track that back to... I mean, He got pulled over 90 minutes away. Mm-hmm. So it's like, not in the area. He's getting pulled over with no plate in a shitty-ass car. Yeah. The only reason he gets arrested is because they notice that gun on him. Yeah. Like, he has that bulge or whatever. So, like, I don't know. Like, it's that's the part to me that's like a mystery. I, I don't know. I, to be, I, What I truly think is that he set everything up to get caught. Yeah. Um, you know, using his real name, using Terry Nichols' brother's address, you know. Why? I mean, because what else is he going to do with his life after that? <laughs> well, there's, I mean, to be completely honest with you, you can go into the radar, and then he can keep on doing what the fuck he was doing, and then start doing more shit. Eventually, he will get caught and killed. But, yeah. um, I mean, I think that it was a bigger statement to say, you know, hey, you know, I'm one person. I killed 168 people. You knew nothing about it. Yeah. Or what you did know, you didn't execute. 
Um, <clears throat> it's pretty damn. <clears throat> that's one of his words too. <clears throat> it's pretty damn scary. I, you know, what if there's more? Yeah. You knew nothing about it, and we were able to do this. On the other hand, what if it was just one person um, and that killed, that did all this stuff? And he was like, "That's why you can't handle the truth because it was actually one person. I did this." And another thing too that he says is really fucked up is, um, which he's you know, not wrong. No, he's not wrong. He's not mean, wrong, but he also wasn't one person that did it. Exactly, but I mean, Terry Nichols is like a yeah, low level. Well, I mean, he has Terry Nichols. He has Michael Fortier. Andy the German. He has well, he has everyone <clears throat> in Elohim City. Yeah, and he has all these fucking people. Still, I mean, you know, but to be, I don't. To but be able the, to way, and the way he's talking is, I built the bomb. Yeah. I drove it to the location. If it I set it off. If it would have just been him, he wouldn't. I don't think he would have been able to do it. But I, I mean, I I agree with what you're saying, but. The biggest thing that like really pisses me off and shows me how much of a scumbag this man is, he, you know, he's sitting there and he's like, "You think that you won because you give me the death penalty and you caught me and all this other stuff? What's one person to 168 people? You didn't win." Yeah. And like that's when they, like the documentary just kind of like fades out. I'm just yeah. like, "Ooh." I mean, he's <laughs> he's not he's not wrong. He's yeah. Not wrong. Yeah. And that's like and that's I think it's better for shit like this. I mean, not like serial killers and stuff but i mean like these people who commit these terror you know domestic terrorism acts i think it's very well okay you have my vote you just lock them up by themselves and you know do the boston boy fiend deal to them and yeah. just lock Let's them just up for them... 40 years in solitary confinement and then drop them off in new york city just and <laughs> go and this is 45 40 50 years later if they make it that long you know what yeah. i mean uh, you just drop them off in the middle of new york city and say have a good life and then just fucking drive off they will kill themselves, and it'll be funner to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that movie Condemned with Stone Cold Steve Austin? Yeah. That's what you're talking about, pretty much. No. Nope. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Not. I mean, you take these criminals. I mean, they did it for a live fucking TV show, but. <laughs> the song Drive by Incubus. They took these criminals and dropped them all on an island. Man, it's nothing like what you're talking about. Nope. No, like, what I'm saying is, like, you drive them fucking crazy, right? And, like, you let technology catch up with everybody, and then you just drop them off in the middle of the fucking street, in the middle of a fucking, you know, a huge-ass city. Their psyche is going to be so fucking... This is just me talking. <laughs> if you're a scientist you're or not a smart person be or something life. like that, just stop listening. But, um... <laughs> I mean, don't stop listening. Maybe but just just go do something. Maybe like, send us rude comments on Facebook. <laughs> sure. <laughs> or nice ones. But um, like you just you drive them crazy. Like you break them down so bad, and then you drop them off into like this hustling and bustling place, to where like they just fucking can't handle it, and they freak out. And then innocent civilians that carry a nine on them all the time <laughs> take care of them. Um, or you drop them off in a fucking island with. A bunch of other crazy motherfuckers, and then you just let them fight it out. And you promise them freedom, but you don't give it to them when they win. <laughs> you know what you do? You know what? You know what you do? That is condemned. <laughs> you know what you do? You take the winner and you take them to that fucking island in like the middle of the ocean or uh. whatever, where it's like there's snakes <laughs> everywhere. Like you're uh. no more than like six feet from death at any point in time, and you just drop them off right there. That's what I do. <laughs> I'd get Coast Guard surrounding the place, too. So when they tried to get in the water and swim away, just pop them in the foot, throw them back in the foot. <laughs> I think you, I mean, if it's way out in the middle of nowhere, I think them just swimming in the water is like Let a them swim. I want them to die by a snake. <laughs> <laughs> water snake? They could die by water snake? Nope. 
don't think we have those in the ocean, do we? Those those are are called eels. Yeah. (laughs) Water snake. (laughs) Point Michael. But uh, it's the snake of the water. No, like I want him to like get bit in the toe by a snake, Uh and then just like suffer. I'm dying. There's a snake in my boot. I'm coming, Elizabeth. (laughs) Elizabeth would never be with anyone so stupid. I don't even know where that's from. It's from Sanford and Son. Because, mm. you know, Sanford would be like, ah, oh, because his wife's dead. He'd be like, every time something bad I happens. I never watched Sanford and Son. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I have the whole series there on DVD. I thought you just had like season two, disc two. Well, no, that happened. And then my ex-wife gave me that oh. back in the good times. <laughs> <laughs> back when I didn't force smiles. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's so good. I used to, <laughs> so have you at least seen? I've seen a few episodes. Okay, so like, the main actor, his name is Red Fox. Mm. My mom's maiden name is Fox. So like my grandma and them, when I was a kid, I thought we were related to Red Fox. Now I'm a very white man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're pretty white. Yeah, yeah, I'm very pale. So, if you don't get the do- joke, just go watch Sanford and Son and look at a picture of me. But for a long time, I was like, his last name's Fox. My family has a last name, Fox. We should, we, we gotta be related to him. See, I never had that problem because my last name's Crabtree. <laughs> <laughs> I know some I'm all alone. Well, that's that's so do you I, follow. So do I, but they're not famous. <laughs> they're not Red Fox famous. Oh, this one's a hoe. <laughs> Damn it. Well, we might be related. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, but so when he gets pulled over though, they arrest him for the gun, but, like, they don't know he's the the bomber. Um, so they take him in. Meanwhile. Meanwhile. They get, they get the VIN number from the axle of the rider truck. PVO. I had it. <laughs> I don't have it wrote down. You were really close the other day when we were, like, watching the documentary. There was two sevens in it. Yeah, it was, like, PVO 277-something. I don't remember. I think there was an eight, too. I don't know. And so when they go back to Elliot's... That's when the, you know it leads to the search for John Doe number one and John Doe number two. Yeah. And then it's established that they believe John Doe number two was a man who came in the day before at the same time of day. And they got him confused is what they come out and say. And a bunch of people will point to that like the conspiracy theorists will say like, oh, well, now magically John Doe number two wasn't there on the same day. That kind of thing. Yeah. But like you showed me the picture of that one guy, and I was just like, "Yeah, I think it's yeah." <laughs> it's him. And like they and they trace it back to Dreamland, and that's where they get Timothy McVeigh. Yeah. So they run that through like an international database to see if he's ever been arrested, and he'd just been arrested, and he's you know in a jail. So yeah. you know, he got um, arrested near Perry, Kansas, Oklahoma. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Because he was ninety minutes away from Oklahoma City. Okay. Um, but yeah, so they go down there and they're you know they're like, well, do you know why we're here? And he's like, well, probably something to do with the bombing. And that's yeah. when they kind of figured out. <laughs> he was. We didn't really talk. I mean, Michael mentioned the shirt, but do you want to talk about the shirt he was wearing? It was six sympertyrannists, uh, thus ever to tyrants, which is what um, John Wilkes Booth shouted whenever he killed President Lincoln. Yeah, and. Uh, I think on the back, didn't it say something like, the tree of liberty shall be refreshed with the blood of patriots and tyrants? Yeah. 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 And now, I think they said now, um, instead of getting one with just a regular old tree on the back, you can get one that has like a sexy lady. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What's funny is like, I really do want one of those shirts. (laughs) 
Like, just because I think it's funny. I don't fuck both of them. But <laughs> I would just be like, yeah, I, I got it. I just don't ever wear it. <laughs> I'd wear it to work. No, I would. I don't know if I would do that. Most people wouldn't even fucking know what it means anyway. Yeah. But still, we would. And we'd be like, Michael, that's weird. Is it six simper or is it sick simper? I think like it's sick. S-I-C. I think it's, yeah, I think it's S-I-C. Yeah. Okay. Sick. Yeah. I've been saying six. No, it's sick. Six simper tyrannist. Thus <laughs> ever to tyrants. Um, so, I mean, yeah, they start <clears throat> pulling all this together. And, you know, at one point he had that address of Terry Nichols' brother. Which led them to... So they swarm on the the Nichols farm, and that's where they get a hint to go to Terry Nichols' place of residence. Mm-hmm. And they get a search warrant for that, and he said, like, they said that is, that was, like, the most detrimental part of evidence that they found was in Terry Nichols' house. There was evidence from, like, where they had been, you know, building bombs. There was the, um, like, the calling card um, and some other things. But it, it, you know, they tracked that calling card to... Various places that would, you know, would tell like, okay, well, that's where they probably bought the ammonium nitrate. This is probably where they bought the racing fuel. So they said that was pretty big. Yeah. Which Terry Nichols, when they go to a rent, like, they don't find Terry Nichols. He actually turns himself in. Yeah. After he finds out they're looking for him. Okay, that might have been right. Um, But, I mean, they they do go to that search and stuff, but he's been gone. Like, he's, they, they didn't find him on their own. Yeah. Not that Terry Nichols is a mastermind. I just, I don't, he just somehow bumbled his way into not <laughs> getting caught. I mean, he got caught, but they didn't find him. He just showed up was like, guys, <laughs> everyone, everyone, I know I don't believe in your court system or your credit cards or child support payments, but I heard you're looking for me. <laughs> I just wanted to do the right thing as an American. Yeah. I'm a, I'm, I'm a veteran. <laughs> so you're going to treat me? I'm a veteran. <laughs> I'm not a part of your court system, Judge. Shut up, Terry. <laughs> you know, I could just like see him having like the Lorenz Tate freak out at the end of Dead Presidents, like when they were like, Terry Nichols, you will receive life in prison, and he just like, ah, you know, there's a, have you ever seen you've seen Dead Presidents? Yeah, because it never ends well for Lorenz Tate. You remember that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, good times, no bills. Yeah, <laughs> just Lorenz Tate movies. Just Lorenz Tate's movies. <laughs> I'm trying to get paid in full, dog. <laughs> I don't even know if he's in that. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Sleepy. Very. And I'm hot. <laughs> it is hot in here. We're getting near the end. Um, so, <laughs> like, which we didn't, I guess we didn't talk about. Fuck it. <laughs> well no this is the this is the part we should really focus on is like all the shit that happened to the people in the bombing like yeah with I mean, like the glass you know a bunch of people got injured by glass that yeah, wasn't even in the glass. building yeah. because it blew out glass fronts in like 300 nearby yeah um, like a lot of a lot of the buildings had to be you know torn down I mean it, like the shit fucked it fucked a lot of shit up yeah there was one lady who um it, she, you know, she was in the middle of the building and she got caught in, like, her leg got caught in some of the beams yeah. and they had to, what, Andrew Sullivan was the doctor out, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he had to go in there and like basically like give her a tranquilizer mm. and cut her leg off to get her out, to get her freed up. Yeah. And now uh, we mean tranquilizer because they couldn't give her anesthesia yeah. because of her blood pressure. So yeah, she, blood she pressure could too low. feel it. 
she just couldn't really move. Yeah. Which is bad. <laughs> like, that's even worse. You're just like, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I would fucking hate that. But, like, yeah. at the same time, I, I would think, like, most of it would be numb. But, like, they probably, like, no, we have to do it surgically and go way up here. You know? Well, <laughs> I mean, they had to start somewhere that he could reach. Yeah. And he was using, like, actual Scalpels. medical tools. But then um, it got to a point because, like, they kept trying to move her. And it was like, he he was like, I think it's all cut away. They'd go to move her and her yeah. leg, she'd still be attached. So eventually he has to like use his own pocket knife mm-hmm. to cut like the last like part that was held on. Yeah. They said all the scalpels kept on breaking. Yeah. And he had a Copenhagen pocket knife. It said yeah. Copenhagen on it. Yeah. Which is really cool. But, um, <laughs> yeah. So like he uses that. He's like, <laughs> and he's like, and I keep it very sharp. Yeah. So he cuts it off with that. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, can you, I mean, there's countless of other stories that you yeah. can tell. There was one lady that, um, she couldn't fucking see anything. Like mm-hmm. I sh- whether she got like all kinds of shit in her eyes or, yeah. you know, she got hit so hard, whatever. But, um, she, I mean, she couldn't, couldn't see nothing, but she made, you know, she made it out alive. I mean, there's a lot of really, I mean, kind of like harrowing mm-hmm. stories, like whenever you listen to it and we don't have time to go into all of them right yeah. now. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was, I mean, it was fucking insane. People were running, you know, like you have emergency services showing up. There's people who are like trapped on the top floors cause they can no longer get down. Yeah. So it's just like, they're they, just chilling out there looking at everything and waiting. Yeah. And you can see the people on the ground, like they have EMTs who are like putting people on stretchers and the, you'll hear them on, in the documentary saying shit like this one's a critical, this one's a critical. Yeah. And, but then you also see people who have like bandages on like all over their face who are just kind of like walking around trying to get, you know, somewhere. And, yeah. um, and, uh, one of the deputies or, you know, one of the marshals, you know, um, he was like, you know, every time that we laid a kid down there on the ground and had to cover it up, it was like, those weren't just their kids. Those were our kids. Those were all of our kids. Yeah. And you know, I mean, this is, this is where, you know, it hits hard. I mean, cause I've always kind of had the thought of like, you know, if you die and you're past the age of, you know, like 25, you know, you had enough time to live and I mean, not, you didn't have enough time to live, but you got to experience something when kids die and you don't have, they don't have any, everything taken from them. Exactly. I mean, you had every possible thing and that's, which I mean, even, you know, even if we died right now, we had everything taken away from us. We had the life that we should have lived, but we got a little bit of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And for the babies that didn't get anything, that's where it's really fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, there's that picture of like, you know, it won a bunch of, I don't know if awards is the right word, but it was like a, you know, like a firefighter, whoever like holding a kid, like a toddler, like that's a really famous picture. So when people think of Oklahoma city bombing, I think that pops up a lot too. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like, all this stuff's been going on. It's like the falling man in nine 11. Yeah. Um, which we'll jump, we'll jump back to Timothy McVeigh and then real quick and then talk about some of the like relief stuff that came in. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, as we said, he's been picked up. They come and talk to him about the bomb. Terry Nichols turns himself in. Um, they wind up talking to Michael Fortier, who he turns into state witness. So he's like the star witness against Timothy yeah. McVeigh, um, like him and Lori. Lori doesn't serve any time. Um, Michael Fortier eventually serves 12 years. 12 years. So he's out now. As soon as he got out, they put him in witness protection program. Yeah. So, um, Let's see, Terry, he winds up getting life sentence for, you know. Obviously. Yeah, but it's like, I can't remember, like, they gave him, it was like, 
he got with, it was like 165 counts of murder. Like for whatever reason, there was like a few of them that he didn't get counted on. Hmm. I don't, I don't know why. Um, and then obviously Timothy McVeigh gets the death sentence. Yeah. Um, and he, I mean, honestly for like a death sentence, like they got to it pretty quick. Yeah. And then like, there's also conspiracy. If you dig deep enough to find this conspiracy theory, you yeah. can dig in a little bit, but there's also, um, the conspiracy theory that he's like the modern day, uh, what's the guy that killed Kennedy? Um, Lee Harvey Oswald. Yeah. There, there's also a conspiracy theory that he's like our modern day Lee Harvey Oswald, um, which like Lee Harvey Oswald, I don't know if this is true. This could be just all blah, blah, blah. But um, apparently a couple of years ago, he got his name put on like the CIA, like wall of fame. <laughs> yeah. We talked about that. Sorry. <laughs> Talking to the microphone, Michael. <laughs> no, go ahead, Joe. No talk. But uh, <laughs> you said you seen it too? Yeah. Okay. I well, seen it, but that's because you showed me. No, I, I actually seen it. So. Okay. Oh, like you were there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm going to so put it there. <laughs> apparently there was there was one lady, I guess she was like a nurse that would you know do his shit, at, like that would look at Timothy McVeigh after he was already dead. Uh-huh. They said it was like he was still alive like he was like still moving or some shit like that hmm. um and also like there's also you know that conspiracy that lee harvey oswald when jack ruby shot him like he didn't die they just it was all a government plan and he got oh it was just yeah. all faked you know what i mean yeah so because what's weird is there's also this conspiracy theory that like the government turned timothy mcveigh into like a manchurian candidate to do this or yeah. whatever um so that they could crack down on you know guns and shit like that yeah um which i don't believe <laughs> no i mean i don't no i don't believe in any of it either i think that he's dead um yeah but because yeah. i killed him in like 2001 yeah right um but oh i bet you the three counts that they didn't charge terry nichols with was the pregnant women like their babies mm yeah, because Bill Clinton was a president at that point in time, and <laughs> well, they charge Democrats don't see. <laughs> it's, it's, we're not getting into it. <laughs> um, they're well, I imagine because like they charged Timmy McVeigh with those, but it was probably like. Wait, hold on. Did you just reference him, Timmy? Timothy. I thought you just said Timmy McVeigh, like no. in all, like in pure confidence, and I was like, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Timothy. Um, they probably. He's not, and you should talk into the microphone, Michael. <laughs> but, um, anyways, uh, like, of the victims, there were, like, 19 children, and then the three pregnant women who were killed with their unborn babies. Yeah. Um, but, like, not even, I mean, not even all of the victims worked for the government. As we said, there was a bunch of them that, you know, were just there to get, <laughs> like, <Sorry. laughs> use services or whatever, just worked in the building. Yeah. Um, but, like, the scale of rescue was, like, really, like, massive. Um, you know, as we mentioned, it was the largest terrorist attack to ever happen on American soil to that point, and it's still the largest domestic terrorist attack. Um, and it was, like, local police, emergency services came in, civilians volunteered, the Red Cross came in, the National Guard, FEMA. Um, FEMA's a joke. God damn it. We'll get into it later. <laughs> <laughs> um and like, they, I love it when Michael says something kind of off the rail. Like I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just like look at Drew, just to make sure that he's like, 
<laughs> on the same page as you. Because <laughs> both of y'all are saying some wild shit, I just got to sit here and be like, damn, I, I got to find new friends. <laughs> <laughs> I should like put some hair over here to braid or something like that. <laughs> um, this I thought this was kind of interesting. Like, so they, I mean, there were people that were just covered in debris. Mm-hmm. And so the way they were finding these living people, they were using equipment that would detect heartbeats under the rubble. So they're, they're just walking around trying to find heartbeats and like dig people out. Um, and the last survivor, this happened at nine Oh two in the morning. The last survivor wasn't found until seven o'clock that night. Good Lord. So like, well, that's compared to like the world trade center where the last person, like the last body wasn't discovered until 2013. Yeah. Yeah. But this was like the last living person. So this is like, everyone's been being dug out and you've been under there since nine in the morning. Damn. And you're just like, get me the fuck out of here. I'm still getting paid, right? <laughs> <laughs> but this happened April 19th. Rescue and recovery efforts would continue until May 5th. So they're like running around. They're, you know, steadily looking for bodies or, you know. I mean, I'm sure after the first day, they're like, well, we're not finding anyone else alive. But um, there were actually a lot of like nations that were really sympathetic. And a few countries like offered to send people over for aid, including France and Israel. Yeah. See, France, man. People fuck with France. We go. We we try to get involved. We, yeah, we don't do it <laughs> at the time. We got to. Uh, that did happen during uh, Obama's presidency, didn't it? What the France attack? The uh, Charlie Hebdo thing. Why well, the per, the person who did like the bombing over in France? Yeah, I think that was. Yeah, during the Obama campaign, it was. Well, when during the Obama, it was just during his presidency. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. That's what yeah. I mean. Yeah, so his rule, France. We would have been over there, but you know, got a pussy in there. We'll I'd, send you a Statue of Liberty. <laughs> <laughs> they sent us the Statue of Liberty a long ass time ago, but we've done shit for France. I mean, like yeah. in the past, um, in Israel. Thank you. Yeah, which we actually didn't accept Israel's help because of all the tensions with Iraq and shit. Like. I mean, we were appreciative of it, but they didn't send people. But France did send people over. Israel tried to, and but that's a whole. That's gonna get into another time. Um, but I mean, after all this shit has happened, if you think about it. I didn't agree with this, but go ahead. Don't. No. Well, then I'm not gonna say it. No, no. Go ahead. I mean, I mean, uh, to an extent, like, oh, it's time to wake up, Michael. Yeah. No, like to an extent, yes, but. I mean, I was being a bit dramatic with it, but I was just saying, like, all this happened because basically a, a weird man moved his family to the mountains and sawed off some shotguns. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I do, I ha- like, I halfway agree with it. A lot of it happened in, you know, the early fucking 40s when all this bullshit was, you know, kind of strung together with the white Angelo-Saxons. Yeah. Um, I think, like, a lot of it was building up. Um, a lot of... What I think Timothy McVeigh's motives, I think more of it was towards Waco. Yeah. I mean, yeah, a lot of people, including Timothy McVeigh, might have been pissed off about Ruby Ridge, which he was. Yeah. But, I mean, I think more of his was towards Waco because they were coming to get their guns, which because David Koresh mm-hmm. taught them how to illegally stockpile <laughs> uh, weapons. But you know, with all the shit that happened, you know, the Turner Diaries, the order that mm-hmm. – you know the, that terror cell that we talked about way back when, um, all I mean, all that shit beforehand, yeah, adds up. But yeah, like it, it I mean, it, it sparks off with Ruby Ridge. So yeah, yeah. I well, mean, I'm you're just right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, 
Waco, I don't think, happens the way it did with that Ruby Ridge because the same people that went in and did the Ruby Ridge shit are the ones that did the Waco shit. Yeah, I mean, because yeah. I, I think they do go at it a lot differently. And they probably don't even really... It doesn't. I don't even think it starts as soon as it did. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because uh, I think they were just looking for it. But, yeah, you're... I mean... Like I, like I said, I halfway agree. Yeah. I mean, just, there's a lot of other things that go into it, too. I mean, there's a lot more, but... But, yeah. I mean, a lot of that... Even the order guys were, like, around the area Ruby Ridge was. Yeah. So Is that it? It was, like, 60 miles away was where the Aryan Nation compound was. Yeah. And Richard... Smuck Richard Butler. <laughs> yeah. I finally seen... Because I watched, like, that whole Oklahoma City thing with the Ruby Ridge parts and stuff mm-hmm. in. And I, so I actually seen him that time. And I was just like, looks about the way I thought he'd look. Yeah. Yeah, he's a, he's a he's a piece of shit. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I had fun. This was a series that took up like nine months of my time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fuck, man. Anyway, so we're gonna do a little bit of discussing in the next couple of days. Uh, we're gonna change up our. We had episodes picked out. I think we're gonna change it up and uh, start trying to get some more shit out of the way yeah. um so yeah we'll be but anyway we'll be back next week um y'all got anything else y'all want to plug no nothing i can think of right now get some sleep <laughs> you get some sleep yeah i'm talking to him <laughs> <laughs> anyway all right so we'll see you guys next week Let me get a soul clap. <laughs> What's in my pants? <laughs>